All right, today we're talking about asset number seven, community valuing youth. And uh, the hot topic, the hot question today is uh, how we're treating young people and making them feel valued and appreciated. Uh, a couple of the piece of information we have, um, 20%, so I'm sorry, I have the wrong number, uh, 25% of uh, the youth that were surveyed have this, feel like they have this asset, that's one in four, who feel like they are, that young people in the community are valued, that they have some value in the community, some worth. And uh, discussion has been heating up about how to deal with people younger than us and how we treat them. Um, comments, comments, we'll jump right back into it. Uh, did you want to resume where you were at? Yes, I would. Um, I was saying that really it's none of our business if somebody's fighting. Like, say two kids are in a fight, we shouldn't, like, um, go in there and help them out because, or, like, take them out of a fight because that, like, it could, like, um, make the battle between those two kids even worse. They should, like, solve their own problems. Because, I mean, like, they're old enough to know what's right from wrong, so they should, like, yeah, solve their own problems. Kind of allow the, the younger people to figure out their own problems and hash it out themselves, even if it means a fist fight, a physical fight. Well, I mean, it, like, ends the war, technically, because they're not going to want to fight anymore. If one figures out the other's stronger or something, or if they're, like, both equally matched, and they keep on fighting and fighting, someday, or soon enough, they are going to actually stop. And then the teacher or somebody will catch them fighting, because if they keep on doing it, and then they'll be, like, like you said before, they'll be talking about it, and by, like, across the table or something, talking about why they're doing it itself, and then soon enough, they might be friends again. So, yeah. Oh, that's exactly one of the reasons that I actually have someone that's either stronger than me, with me, or someone that's almost as strong with me. Because one, they won't think that you brought them with you just because, for that one reason. And two, because if you start losing, you can have them help, and, like, stop it. Or you can, like, get two people to go try and stop a fight with, like, between, like, if you and him would start fighting. If me and someone else that was like strong than me and came and tried stopping you, would you guys try fighting us too? Depends on really. We'd run away. I, I know you would. I wouldn't run. I really, I'd actually. I'm sorry to say it, but when. Um, I know it's like when I fight, I really don't like it when people come in and try breaking us up. So, because then I want it to be a three way fight, you know? Because oh, then they come into my business. Or as you said, a four-way fight. They come into my business, and I like to solve my own problems. Sometimes I get, like, teacher's help. If I really don't want to fight or something, I get help from another student, and they help me, like, tell the kid off or something, but when someone comes into my fight, I don't like it at all. Hmm. Like, if someone came in your fight, what would you do? I'd hit him, most likely. You what? i hit him. Okay. Okay, so a lot of lot of um, dwelling on the, the fist fight, the physical fighting part. Other perspectives here, anyone? Tom? I dislike the um, most of the fist fight, and 
What I like to do is, well, people should do this, is to sell things peacefully by not fighting like Gandhi did and stuff. And if you do that, sometimes they'll bop back off and they'll never do it again. If you, if you like, say stuff like, get off of me and please don't, please don't. Just little sayings that you do. You can say like little sayings, like sticks and stones that break my bones, names will never hurt me, or something like that. And words, words, whatever. And that would probably help yourself and never get um Well, sometimes to not get hurt. Okay. Yeah. Trevor. Some question for Michael. He said that if there's a fight. Uh, just leave it the way it is. But what if the what if there's an age difference, a big age difference? Like, and then the kids get like the one guy's in like tenth grade and he's a foot taller than the per other person. The other kid's only seventh, eighth grade and they're fighting. Or I'm not saying it's necessarily gonna be like that. You could even get same stronger. grade, same oh. grade. And there's there's people in my grade that are pretty darn tall, and some people in my grade would have very un unfair advantage of fighting them bigger people so what if that was happening would you still leave it alone actually no then i would um try to help um try to help them because it's an unfair advantage really so if it's like the 10th and 7th or as we have to do like someone younger than us in like sixth grade because we're talking about that then we i'd really get some people to help <coughs> help him because that's like Unfair advantage. All right. We pause for lunchtime. Before the bell, really seemed to focus a lot on ethics in fighting, um, and it kind of took that tangent inadvertently. It wasn't the direction I wanted to go, but I, I kind of wanted to see where you guys would take it. But it seemed to me, if I were to sum it up, that we spent the majority of our energy talking about if somebody were in a fight. How would you help them out? When the, the bigger topic is how can we, as older members of the community, help out younger people and make them feel cared about? So let's broaden our thinking a little bit. Go beyond when little kids get in fights, how we're going to step in and help the kids out, because that's, that's really, I mean, that's, that's kind of a picky occurrence. It's very, very minute. What? Let's think of other ways. Let's get on a different topic. Okay? Think of other ways that you can show youth in the community that you that they're valuable, that you care about them. You know, when I say you don't you care, it doesn't mean, Oh, I love you, little boy. I don't know your name yet, but you're just a great little guy just because you're you. You know, we're not we're not talking about that. How can you make them feel like they're val they're they have value? Value them. Think oh. about the ways that you like to be treated. By older people, oh my God, like and extend that, sure. and extend that to people who are younger than you, David. If uh, say we're in junior high and this uh, ninth grader is picking on a seventh grader, and if if I were in eighth grade, I'd like help help a kid not seventh grader out because you know. Okay, we're kind of back into the old picking on fighting thing. Now, Let's get away yeah. from that. I, I have heard had my idea like, like names, like name calling. Yeah, we're going to get away from that. We're really narrow focus right now. We're, we're really focusing on the fighting. Fighting between a, an older person and a younger person or between a bigger person and a littler person. 
and I'm getting, I want to get away from the fight thing. Trevor, help um, us out here. Yeah, if there's a person fighting, I mean, just, I, I'd say just go up to, the, go up to him and tell him off and tell him just knock it off, right? It's not worth getting in trouble for it. Just try and persuade him to stop. Okay, we're trying to get off that topic. Well, you said how to stop fight. Okay, that's what I want to get away from. I mean, I want to start a new topic about a different way that you can help young people in the community feel valued. Oh, how does it, what do you mean? I know. Okay, help us out. Uh, like, say, um, this kid is playing football, like a recess football, not like football. football. Yeah. And then the, the, they made, and the, their friends, and they made a rule that no tackling. And, the, and then this one older kid plows down plows the kid down, and then, the, and then then there's this other kid who comes up to him and, and helps him up because he's, helps him up because, I don't know, he just helps him up because after the blow, uh, the big blow that he hit, took on, <coughs> help him out. No, it's not. It's about, say, if I'm on the ground and I get plowed down. Because oh, then you special. I mean, you're supposed to... Can you give us another, another example, Mike? I can you got something that would that would fit the bill better here? What was the question? I don't know. Um, okay, you were asking us, like, how can we make a little kid feel special? Yeah, basically, yeah. Let's say, like, a while ago, me and Trevor were talking about a little kid that we knew, you know, and we'd, like, hang out with him, make him feel powered, you know, and, like, and help him out, make him have fun, hang out with him. That's what I think trying to see, like, make them feel special. Like, they have a cool, bigger kid that's helping them out instead of all the yeah. kids with them. That's that's huge. Think about that. If somebody from Lincoln came here and, and took you in as a little brother or something, and you guys hung out together and they drove you around and you went and got ice cream together, just think how cool it would be to have that relationship with an older member of the community. You look up to those people in a lot of ways. Think about people who are younger than you. They look up to you. So any positive thing you do with them... It's going to be very much appreciated. It's going to make them feel special. I like the way you simplified that, Michael, by saying, how do we make them feel special? That's good. Your thoughts, Justin? Um, another way to make someone feel special. Just like, like, say like a whole bunch of like, seventh graders that say, you're playing football, and like a third grader walks up and asks people to play. Like, most of them say no. And then you tell him that he can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I can feel like a valuable person. It's like this example saying that you're making the kid welcome and feel like important. Definitely. Because like some kids say, no, you can't, you're too little. And then so do you, do you think you would do that? Is this something you'd actually, I mean, just think about this. Let's have a little reality check here. You and your friends are all playing football game. And things are going really good. The teams are even. You have five guys on a team, and it's a really good game. All of a sudden, this little third grader walks up and says, Hey, that looks like fun. Can I play? Can I play? I'm really good. I'll play. Can I play? You would just think in the silence of your own mind right now. Would you accept that person to play the game? Just the game. If yes, how would you make that work? you got four. You got five on five right now. Oh. If no, why not? What would you do about it? I mean, be realistic here. 
take I'll it. let you take it, Justin. What would you do? Um, I'd go get my little brother and then put him on one team. Awesome. And get on an elk. Cool. Cool idea. Trevor, your thoughts? I would <coughs> tell that kid that or tell him to. First, I'd probably tell my friends to only take him instead of tackling him, so of course he wouldn't get hurt. And the other thing I could say is he could be a res- like a receiver, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like he could play once a- this team scores a touchdown, he goes on the other team, mm-hmm. and he could just go back and forth. Like all-time like offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of question. Yeah, Good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are we talking about? Game. Yeah, the football game, the five-on-five game. Like we got a no, no, no. We're talking out in the backyard, Ooh. real football. Well, it's just a game. I mean, I'd say. If it's a really hard game, you know, and everybody's really playing rough and they don't want to change the rules, right? I'd say, why don't you wait until the next game so then we can, like, rearrange the rules and you don't get hurt, you know? Okay. Would you really do that? No. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just letting you so think about that. but, I mean, if just a random third grader came up, I'd let him play. It'd be tough. play with the real rules. It'd be tough. I, mean, like, I think we'd all yeah, have to concede that. You kid to die, though. Yeah. All right, David, your thoughts on this one? All right, Tom. Um, I think that since if it's my ball, I can probably make the rules, and, and if I have running on it, and if they get mad, if it's my ball, so you guys can't play anymore. And if you're just like second grader, well, I like socializing with kids and. Probably the kids do, I don't know why. But, um, uh, what I do, if it would be my ball, I say he can join, but if it would be uneven, I tell him to, yeah, I'll walk with you to one of your friends and see if he can play, and if he will, then it would be. Join him in? Can you have even teams yet? Yeah. That's a good idea. Final thought, David. I think, coming back to what uh, Michael said, I don't. I disagree with letting him wait until the game's over. Because what if there's a time limit? Maybe you're at uh, your mom's has dinner and she says that you have to be ready at six o'clock. And then it's three o'clock in the morning. And then it's four p.m. And then you and you start playing at three, and the little kid comes at three fifty-five. And you only got five minutes to end the game. So, so what would you do? Let him, let him finish. What would you do? What would you do then, David? I, if I was, uh, if I, I would just let him play because if there was only five minutes left, hey, just let him play. Let him have fun. I got a question Not for you, him. David. Wait till you I said it was three fifty-five, right? Yes, and then he came. That yes, and but then you said supper was at six. I three hours. Says six. He's saying, okay, well, let's assume that he made a mistake with the numbers. And he's saying there's only five minutes left to play. What are you going to do? If it were me, you know, to be honest, I'd say we're just about done with this game. There's only five minutes to play. Sorry, kid. You can watch, but we're just going to finish our game. We're going to be heading out anyway, so it doesn't pay for you to jump in right now. But I mean, I mean, be honest. I mean, you guys are kind of making ideal situations out of this. Like this, you know, grandiose, oh, we do the right thing. Let's be honest. That kid walks up to you at this point. You're not going to let him play. Yeah, I did. Sometimes. I've done it. So many times I've seen kids shut down other kids. It's easy to say right here in this room how all the good things we've done. But 99% of the time, older kids don't let little kids play. 
For whatever the reason. I did tell the truth by saying this. I said, if it was a random third grader, I would probably say, um, if it's a really good game, you know, five, and there's like five minutes left, and let's say there's only two minutes left in the game, right? One touchdown wins. Then I'd say next game, or something else. Mm -hmm. That's but more likely to me. If it was a random, actually, I'm telling the truth right now. Mm -hmm. If it was a random kid, I'd say no, but there's five minutes left. I'd say I'm sorry, though, but, but if it was my cousin, I, I'd let her play. Yeah, I mean, I'd make sure nobody touches her when she gets the football. Because, you know, everybody would be like, oh, there she goes to get her. Run, but then, you know, I'd make sure they miss her. Like so Trevor, your thoughts on that, Ben? <laughs> Trevor's turn. So there was only five minutes left. I don't think really anybody would let, any, let them play because, like you said, there's an absolutely no point of letting them play. They get to play for five minutes, and most likely, that's another thing that we should all be honest with, is if they did come up to you, you probably wouldn't, you probably wouldn't even pass them the wall in five minutes, to tell you the truth. You'd want to get to throw it to your best player so you can have a bar chance of winning the game instead of throwing it to a third grade, which probably would be plowed down before you even got the ball. Interception. I think that's a little bit of a dose of reality, Trevor. Thank you. Because I, that's more what I see. I mean, and that's, that's human nature. It's hard, very hard, to accept younger kids into our games because the big thing is they don't have the skill that you have. They can't play at the level you guys are playing at. It's hard. That's okay. Hey, sorry, kid. We're, we're going to be really rough here, and, and I don't think it's going to work for you. You can make that decision. You know, but some of you might be really good at recognizing at recognizing that um, when when you were younger, at some point somebody had to accept you in a game so that you'd be better. You could get better. You could improve as a player, right? You don't get better by just throwing the ball up straight in the air. You have to play with people better than you. So you have to think back, man, somebody gave me a chance to play, so I should give a younger kid a chance to play. But I mean, time goes so fast. So we're going to back up and look back at the overall topic again, because now we've talked about fights. We've talked about sport uh, experiences, playing football in the backyard. So can we move into a new topic? Jokes. How can we, in another way, make young people feel special or accepted? What can we do? Think of something that doesn't go on, go on the topic of breaking up fights or playing a game. New topic, Tom. Um, say if there, if there is um, if say if there's computers and. All the people are filled with computers, and somebody says, "Can I please go on the computer?" It's real important. I have to get this done by the by the end of this class, and then my next class I have to bring it. And and if she says all the people are filled, what I would try to do is I would probably look at all the other people on their screen what they're all doing, and if it's something not important. Then you can tell the teacher that they're not doing something that you have to, that you should be doing, and they get them off of that, and now the girl can go. Make a spot. Okay, good, good, different thought, Michael. Um, 
I know something that could actually make them feel special without playing a game with them or breaking up fights. It would be giving them something really cool, you know. Like, let's say this kid is doing nothing. He's really bored. You have something really cool, you know, that you really don't want, but maybe he think would be cool. You give it to him and say, here you go, even though you may not know him or anything. But it would help his day out and then have the kids feel like, oh, my God, a kid just gave me something that is so cool. And he's older than me. Yeah, inspiration, kind of. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Good idea. Like, um, if there's, like, this kid that really looks up to you and you're, like, always mean to him, like, some, like, you could, like, ask him to go buy training with you or something. Ask to spend some time together. To make up for being mean to him or be difficult to do, but definitely would have an impact in that young person's life for sure. Good, Trevor. I'm thinking, um, just letting him hang out with you. That's basically. Yeah, kind of like what Justin said. Uh, but in a more universal, general scale, uh, just spending time together. Yeah, doing something with him. Cause I know whenever, and I still feel this. Whenever, like my cousin, he's like 20 years old, and you know most cousins probably wouldn't want nothing to do with you, but he lets me come over and we play video games together. And it, it makes me feel good knowing that he still has interest in somebody younger than him. Yep. Makes you feel that's an awesome way that you put that. Put yourself in the shoes of this young person because you are young people yourselves. There are people who are grown up a little bit older than you. And when they do things for you, man, that makes you feel good. makes you feel valuable. Think of what when people do that for you and then pass that forward to the people who are younger than you. Share that wealth. Good thoughts. Tom. I know, but say if there's like, um, say, um, if they're, they're playing a card game. I said that. Oh, never mind. Um, it's okay. Go with it. Oh, uh, with the card <coughs> game, like if you're playing um, Kings in a Corner. Mm, great game. I mean, no, a different one. somebody gets out. Ship book. Ship Yeah, that Bell one. Rings. That one when somebody gets out and there's like five players, and this guy wants to play it. We, what I'll do would be if one guy's out, I'll say, "Can you join?" Since they'll be even though. And somebody's out and they have to say yes or I'll try to fit them, fit them in somehow. Good. Or you can say when it's on our skin. Just, you know, that might hurt. Me and my brother were, me and my brother Tyler, we were driving around because we were really bored. And this kid that lives down the street from me, I haven't hung, I didn't hang out with him for a while. And me and my brother saw him walking out of my driveway back at his house. So I told Tyler to pull over and I asked him if he wanted to come with us just to go ride around. So he ran home, asked his mom and I came with us and we went around. Awesome. Yeah, just including him in things that you do. a party at Walmart. <laughs> Walmart party. Trevor, final thought on this topic. All right. And... <coughs> I know you told me not to do games, but it, do, it could also be a game that you could just play with him and you, or get some of his friends to do it. Mm-hmm. That way he can have all of his friends, including you. Mm-hmm. And that's probably not, that's a, another thing you could do instead of hanging, uh, still hanging all of them technically, but still, still, it's doing something with him. 
not necessarily playing a game with all your bigger friends where he's not mm-hmm. gonna have a chance in the world. Right, or where he kinda is like the, the odd man out. Yeah, even if you don't even if it, <coughs> you can't get any of his friends, just play something play like Catch. I don't know, get get a board game or something like this, I don't know. Please. Probably wouldn't happen but I'm just saying so it's an idea. Could happen. And it would serve the purpose of making that person feel valued. I have a question. All right, we kind of got made full circle here. Some really good ideas in a lot of different realms, a lot of different topics of how we can make young people feel special. Um, does anyone care to have kind of a closing statement for our folks downtown? Kind of oh, yeah. to wrap up overall themes here, overall uh, I know. topics. We care about kids. <clears throat> we care about kids. Anybody else? That was succinct. Thank you. Um, include kids. Include kids. Even more succinct. Be nice. Be nice. To one another. To one another. Except, except kids the, who, the way... Except, for who they are. Except kids for who they are. Great. Right here in the book. I am Michael and... Uh, I had no idea, really. I was going to say something else. Okay. If you think of it, let me know. Trevor? Okay. Um, <coughs> include lower kids the way you want to be included when you were younger. Awesome. Excellent summary. Include little kids the way you wanted to be included when you were younger. That's kind of like the golden rule. Yeah. Does anyone know what that one is? Yeah. Go for it. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Excellent. That fits right in together. Good. Tom, we'll leave it with you here. Judge, don't, don't judge your book by its cover. Great. Hey, no, welcome. A lot of cliches. All right. Uh, thanks for the good discussion, guys. Um, good night, senor. Yeah, we'll check you later.